back. Welcome back. I am still Brandy. I'm still Lily. I'm still Laura. <laughs> and we are still around here podcast where we talk about weird and interesting things in the Brazoria County area of Texas. Woo-hoo! Texas. Okay. We took an unexpected break, not because anything was wrong or For no anything. reason at all. Really. <laughs> it, it was yeah, just whoopsies. Scheduling kept not syncing up or like a couple weeks ago Lily and I both kind of had I think we can blame the holidays pretty solidly yeah holiday we had some weird voice things going on and oh wait that sounds wrong we didn't hear them we just had wonky ones <laughs> oh yeah yeah we didn't hear voices we had some weird voice happening yeah. they kept telling us to not do the podcast <laughs> yeah Lily was plagued by uh Leopold for a little bit I kept going yeah <laughs> For no reason, and woke up in the middle of the night going, <laughs> <laughs> And Mother, every time she talked, she would just be like, What are you doing? <laughs> With the proverbial frogs in our throats. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. What are we talking about today? <laughs> it's been so weird. I know. <laughs> we are talking about Dr. Sophie Herzog. Herzog well, or hot dog? <laughs> Dr. Sophie Herzog. And Herzog? Later oh. in life, it was Herzog Huntington. Huntington. That's nice. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. She was born Sophie, either like Delia or Dahlia or Delegath, Delegath, something like that. I, I, like, there were a lot of several things that said, like, Dahlia or Dahlia or something like that, but then, like, another place that said Delegath. So, we're just going to go with... She was born Sophie Delegath in Vienna, Austria on February 4th, 1846. She grew up in a family of doctors, of like 21 doctors. 21. Including her father. No pressure. Right. Well, I mean, at that time period, it wasn't really a pressure for a female to be a doctor. In 1860, at age 14, yes, 14, she marries... Oh! Yeah. It's either August or Moritz Herzog. He was more often referred to as Moritz, or it might be pronounced Moritz. Like, like, anyway, it's M-O-R-I-Z. So, anyway. Moritz. He was a prominent Austrian doctor at the time, which, you know, <laughs> if he was already a prominent doctor, that means he was already fairly up there in age. And most likely in his late 14. 40s. Well, I don't know about late 40s, but he was definitely an adult. Anyway, she had 15 children. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Gross. Of those were three sets of twins, but that's that's how she got those numbers. (laughs) That's still being pregnant like 12 times. That's... I mean, she started when she was 14, so... Unfortunately, eight of them died in infancy, so she literally lost half of her children. In 1871, she earned her uh, midwifery certificate. So while she's raising seven children and being a full-time wife, she trains to be a midwife. Seems like she couldn't have any downtime. (laughs) She seemed to be somebody who relished being busy and useful. In 1886, Morris or Moritz accepted a job with the U.S. Naval Hospital, and they moved to New York City, or to New York. I don't know if it's New York City. 
Sophie started studying medicine in New York and she finished her studies in Austria. And once they moved to, to New York, she started studying medicine in New York, like official medicine. Ooh. But ended up finishing her studies in Austria. I'm not really sure why or what that really is about, but anyway, she studied in both places. Some articles say she got a medical degree from the University of Graz in Austria, but some um, articles also say that Austria didn't knowingly give medical degrees to women until 1897. That would have been after she would have got her degree, so it's a little up to debate for debate, you know, if she got a medical degree or not. You want to get whatever you're doing at home? <laughs> Sorry, Mommy. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm just looking at her. Okay. When are we getting ready? In a little bit. Sorry. Get ready. I legit didn't have any energy until we all sat down to do this. I'm just having bad brain time, so it's hard to keep myself in order and then y'all are spiraling out too so it's we need to center our in 19 in 1890 in, no <laughs> in 1890 she graduated from the eclectic medical college of new york city some articles say that she practiced in austria for six years but i'm not really sure when she would have done that but whatever because it makes it sound like she came to New York with her husband and I'm assuming some of her kids or most of her kids. I really don't know because none of the articles I read really said anything about any of her kids except for the amount she had that a lot of them died and one of one of her daughters. Well, probably coming from a family of doctors and she married a doctor. They were probably rich enough to put them all in boarding school. Anyway, uh, she also practiced um, around nine years and had a big, thriving business in Hoboken, New Jersey. So that's Hoboken, Hoboken. baby. Hoboken. I legitimately get to say Hoboken, baby. Thank you, M. Schultz. What's in Boken, baby? Um, Hoboken. Hoboken the, is a place in New Jersey. It's Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Cake Boss. You guys used yeah. to watch the Cake Boss, right? Yeah, that was your Hoboken. He, always, he would always go, Hoboken, baby. That's Hoboken, Hoboken baby. baby. I don't remember Cake Boss. It's gone now. On, And that's why we drink. M started saying, that's Hoboken, baby, all the time. And whenever I read that... You're writing it in your... I literally Hoboken, have, baby. that's Hoboken, baby. Thanks, okay. M. <laughs> in my notes. But anyway, I was excited to be able to use that phrase. In 1894, her youngest daughter, Elfried, whoa, that's a, I like that name. <laughs> worked as a teacher in Philadelphia, where she met Randall Prell of drumroll, Brazoria, Texas. Woo! I thought I was gonna be like Hoboken. <laughs> he, he was visiting relatives, and they fell in love and got married, and she moved to Brazoria with him. Her, like, her lady we were talking about, daughter? Yeah, the daughter. The daughter so falls in love with Elfred. Randall Prell and... Alfreda? Alfredo. Uh, well, E-L-F-R-I-E-D-E. Alfred? Alfreda? Alfred. It's not a name I'm familiar with. In 1895, Moritz passes away. Moritz Morris, forgive me if I'm saying that wrong. Who's that? That's the dad's... 
the husband. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I, I put shortly after Elf and Randall. Um, shortly after Elfried and Randall um, have their first baby, Dr. Sophie moves to Brazoria, where she lived with them and practiced medicine from their house. After a row with Randall about treating a smallpox patient in their house, Dr. Sophie built her own place where she lived and treated patients. She had like two treating rooms and then like a place where she lived. And so she treated, yeah, she like. So basically her work took precedence. Well, I mean, yeah, but she was a doctor, so she probably, (laughs) they were fairly newlyweds, so Mm -hmm. they probably didn't want her to live with them for the rest of her her life anyway, so. Oh, yes, there's some other that we're talking about that moved out. Yeah. My brain doesn't like um, words, apparently. Brain either. I'm trying. Lily, read this blue part. It's here and then on the back. It's blue for me? Mm Mm-hmm. Dr. Sophie wore her hair cut short, wore a man's quote, hat, yeah. a quote man's hat, and had split skirts, specially made for her riding. Well, <laughs> you know she could have wore like trousers. Well, sure, but but that was extra taboo, and she already wore her hair short. Specially made for her riding horses attire. Right. No. A stride. Mm-hmm. What's that word mean? On top of, like, straddling, because it was customary for oh. women to ride side saddle where they would hook their knee over the, mm-hmm. hook their leg over the pommel. And that feels like it would be incredibly uncomfortable. For the yes, ones. that's why you do it like they did in Princess Diaries. I'm talking about a fake leg. Hank. <laughs> His name's Hank. <laughs> split yeah. split skirt, especially made for riding horses attire. No! <laughs> a stride. A stride. Riding horses a stride. As carriages were not practical for Brazoria's muddy, unpaved road. Caused the sensation? Mm-hmm. She caused the sensation, but was soon accepted for her medical. Medical. <laughs> medical. Medieval <laughs> skills. <laughs> she caused the sensation, but was soon accepted for her medical skills. And was referred to simply as Dr. Sophie. Dr. Sophie ran a drugstore out of her clinic. She made her own medicines. So she like ran this pharmacy where she she made like she took great pride in in making her own potions and bruises. I mean so medicines. She a, so she had a meth lab. <laughs> she also you know, sold we. like odds and ends like bric a brac and postcards and just buttons and stuff like that so it was like a general store and a pharmacy (laughs) in a clinic and you know she just did everything she invested heavily in real estate all over brazoria including a hotel which was referred to as the southern so i don't i don't really know where that name comes from because most often it's called the jefferson inn and there's like the picture of it even says the Jefferson Inn on it. So I'm assuming the Jefferson is the proper name for it. It became like the hub of the town where like prominent people would come and stay there. And she not only owned it, but she ran it too. So she had this medical practice and all this other real estate So she was just stuff. doing all the things. All the things. So probably one of the big reasons why Brazoria stayed Yay! 
all of all of these strong women doing all of the things all of the time. Mm -hmm. She developed a okay, you know, back then gunshots gunshot wounds were still a pretty serious well, pretty serious thing, and they were they also happened quite often. Shut up, Crowley. We do it again. Bro, she's not trying to like get our attention. Yes, you are. Are you sure? Oh dear, you done? Good. I. She developed this unique way of you know, like most most times doctors would take a bullet out by probing and and you know using tweezers, tweezers or. I want to say forceps, but those are different. <laughs> those, those are, are for big birthing. Tweezers. Yeah, they would use things to pry into the body and probe. And and she developed this after seeing so many people die from that. She, I think, include not her her son didn't die, but I think she had to take a bullet out of her son at some point. I only mm. saw like a snippet of that in one article that I read. Couldn't find anything else about that. Okay, um, so she developed this unique way of extracting the bullets where she would tilt or like sh she would put like where wherever the bullet was, she would kind of in a way, I mean not shake, but she would position the patient to where the bullet hole or was like pointing down, you know, like she would even like elevate it like if she, a person was shot in the shoulder or something she would turn them upside down not upside down but she, you know she'd have them like laying on their stomach and then she would elevate them to whatever angle the bullet went in and let gravity bring the bullet to her is what she said hmm. so instead of going in and probing and digging for it she would just let gravity pull it out and she saved a lot of people by doing that. And she ended up, she kind of got famous for that. So she started. She's the bullet dropper outer. <laughs> the bullet pull. She's a salt shaker. Because <laughs> <laughs> you hold them upside down and shake that. <laughs> so. She's a salt shaker. She, after she uh, collected about 24 or 26 of the bullets she took it to a took them to a Houston jeweler and had a necklace <gasps> made <laughs> that she wore for the rest of her life and was buried with wow <laughs> I think that's Gross. pretty cool but she wore like it as like a good luck charm pulling out teeth and then wearing them around his neck oh I don't sounds know like, a little bit sounds different sounds like I want to be a dentist now oh shut up <laughs> Yeah, the the drugstore <laughs> that she ran and used and uh like made eventually became a museum to her. Okay, now that's is the it red still part. there? Uh, I don't know if the actual museum is still there, but I think in the Brazoria Historical Museum, I think there's an exhibit for her, and it's kind of like a recreation of the museum. It has like pictures and stuff. Okay. Dr. Sophie was an avid collector of all things odd. She collected carved and painted walking sticks from all over the world in all shapes and sizes. Among her collection were various medical oddities stored in specimen jars, possibly even a human fetus with two heads and three arms. 
she became interested in taxidermy, specifical, specific, <laughs> specifically local Texas wildlife, including an eight-foot-long stuffed alligator she kept in a corner of her office. She also carried an alligator skin purse with the feet still attached. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> dang a lang a lang a lang like, come on, alligator. And they're like... I just feel like every time she took a step, she like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> oh, they had the whole legs. I think it was just the feet. Like, when she put well, it yeah, down, it little, sat on the feet. The little ankle feet just go... Bleep, bleep. <laughs> she has to, like, arrange it to sit just right. I'm sorry, alligator. <laughs> On display in her office were several snake skins that she displayed on red satin ribbons. Which sounds like a witchy thing to me, but I looked it up and it's not, doesn't seem to really be. Because I was like, Maybe snake skin on specifically red satin is like, home. <laughs> but um, that <laughs> actually did correlate with something that was like a, an old wives tale thing where people would... Um, tie a snake skin with red ribbon to ward off headaches. Which I thought was interesting because she is a doctor. So maybe like addressed it as a real medical thing but just as symbolism. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, she skinned those snakes. Many of those snakes herself. Um, well, it's kind of easy. Well sure. But it was I've just never skinned another, a snake so. <laughs> it was just another one of... <laughs> Another one of the eccentricities that she displayed. That uh, did she also um, skin the aggregator and stuff it herself? I do not think so. Doctor Sophie owned hundreds of books, and she became the town's first librarian. <clears throat> she would loan the books out to anybody with the understanding, with a promise that they would bring them back. She taught people how to read. She basically would teach anybody anything she knew. If she saw any kind of potential in them if she if they were willing to learn she would teach them she helped all kinds of people she helped anyone with potential no matter their race or gender including uh, helping students to attend college I don't know if that means that she like helped them get in or if she helped pay for it or it just said she helped them with college just a good person who wanted everybody to learn it seemed that way she had a problem she was raised Catholic she had a problem with the local Catholic cemetery. She wanted it cleaned up, but none of the people wanted it to be cleaned up. And she got in a fight with a Catholic priest. Engaged in minor fisticuffs with a priest. I don't know. I don't think it was the minor fisticuffs, but she they disagreed strongly. So she started... Don't you dumb at me, sir. She started Brazoria's first Episcopal church. Out of spite! <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't like your church, so I'm going to start my own. <laughs> exactly. Um, she was asked to speak at the South Texas Medical Society about her method for removing bullets. And then she later became the first female member of that same uh, society. And uh, in 1903, she was elected vice president. She drove one of the first cars here in Brazoria County. She had um, one of the first, if not the first, phone installed in her office because she saw the, that they were getting phones in Galveston. So she decided that she wanted one in her office. She's like, that in mind now. Right. She was quoted in a newspaper saying, 
If you can find a husband for me, I can support one. He need not do anything except call me honey and sugar plum. <laughs> She'd be a sugar mommy. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't looking for one, but if you can find one for me, he probably <laughs> looks good in an apron. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure which came first, but Chicken I'm just going to say <laughs> this part first. In 1913, at the age of 67, she married Colonel Marion Huntington um, of the Ellerslie Plantation, which is another local thing. Um, They both signed prenuptial agreements before getting married because they were both pretty prominent in their own right. But in case the prenup didn't, something happened and the prenup didn't hold, she signed most, if not all, of her real estate properties over to her daughter, Elfried, in just in case. She, okay, the railroad started the St. Louis, or St. Louis, whatever, and Brownsville and Mexico Railroad began laying down track in, in Brazoria County in 1903, and she was often called to work on, it was, it was a very hazardous job. She was very often called on to treat the injured workers and the, the sick people there. And they started hiring surgeons. The, like, I guess this, it says the officials back east, which doesn't have any other explanation that goes along with it. But anyway, the quote officials back east started hiring doctors and surgeons to, to work on the railroad. And so I guess I'm assuming it means work on the trains. I really don't know what this means or like what it entails. Okay, the people back east, the ones in charge of the railroad stations, I guess, started hiring doctors for their for the railroad. Mm-hmm. Whether that means the doctors were actually on the trains or just worked for the railroad station, I don't know. I couldn't find any information that specified what exactly she did. But um, the people in Brazoria that were working on the railroads, the officials in, in Brazoria, when they heard that, that, they were, that the people back east were hiring doctors, they immediately put her name in as the one that they wanted. And she was hired. But when the people back east started hearing or heard that she was female, they sent her a note or a... Uh, is it telegram sure um that's that they would understand quote understand if she resigned as it was not a an occupation suited for a lady and she sent back a note to them saying that she was fine that her gender (laughs) did not preclude her from being able to do the job and they could fire her once she was unable to do her job so they never did fire her. So <laughs> like, um, she smoke you exactly. She became the first female railroad railroad surgeon in the world. The whole world. The whole world. Congratulations, lady Sophie. And she was here. And she was here. She wasn't born here, but she she was here. Made a life here for a while. She made history here. Okay, uh, yeah. She worked for the railroad until she was 79 years old. 79. Uh, 79. She was 79 years old a few months uh, before she died. 
she had a stroke, a massive stroke, and I guess lingered for a couple of months and then died on July 21st, 1925. That is Dr. Sophie, an incredibly interesting woman. There was, there was a lot of information. It was hard to, I didn't want to just write everything down, so I was like just reading it all. You know, probably sound like that's what I was doing anyway, but uh, I have not mastered the bullet point note-taking quite yet. I didn't want to miss anything. There is still stuff. She has a, a marker, uh, a historical marker. Your dad and I went to look for it one uh, not too long ago when we were on a coffee run, but we couldn't find it. I didn't know exactly where it was. It was hard you to find. You were looking for it, too, at one time. Yeah, it's like... It, it's hard to find exactly where it is, but one of these days I'll we'll mark down all of the <laughs> we'll take note of all the markers and the historical markers in the place and we'll go. So, what do we think of Dr. Sophie Herzog? I think she was rad. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm testicle. I'm testicle. You want to try that again? I'm no, it's I'm I'm the testicle. That's what I was trying to say. A combination of two words. Of Fantastical and omnipotent. I don't think omnipotent applies. No, <laughs> awesome and fantastic. Then why does there an omni? Omtastic, awesome, amazing. That's what it was. Okay. Awesome and amazing and fantastic and wonderful. I'm fantastic. I'm on tap. <laughs> Omnitastical. Okay. Is that it? If you would like to get in contact with us. <laughs> you can email us at roundherepodcast at gmail.com. Is it Twitter? Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at roundherepc. You can find us on Instagram at roundherepodcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at roundherepodcast. You send us message. You can also rate us on, rate and review us on Spotify now. Mm. And... We don't really care about the rating, actually. I mean, I don't think. It's nice, but it's don't not like... Don't give us a one. Have we really <laughs> even gotten any ratings? We've, we've received two on, um, on iTunes, I think. Uh, I didn't even know we reached iTunes. Fellow podcasters. Yeah. Yes, we are on iTunes, Pod... Pod, Pod I thought that iTunes was Pod one of the Pod things that we Pod were on. No, it's Spotify, Amazon. Amazon. We're on Amazon now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we are pretty much anywhere you can find to podcast. podcasts. Yeah. Anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your grandmas. Tell your dog. Sure. 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 Uh, what we would really like is for people to send in stories. Yes. It, or asking. topics that. <laughs> What is making that noise? I'm disturbed. Breaks oh. our nails. <laughs> Got it wrong, Mom. Your belly's clicking. What? <laughs> oh. My manacle. My nail, my nail. No, 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 no. Mechanical. Me mechanical part. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brain right now. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Why are you like this? No. <laughs> Wow, it's been sister. for me like all weekend. I'm your mother. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So we would like suggestions for stories. Uh, Do it. Episodes, like yeah. Like, Do you know of any like, cool people yeah. you want to hear us talk about? Yeah. Or any it, cool stories? A missing person? It, yes. 
if you have yeah. a missing person in your fam or uh, friends, yes, yeah. send it. Send us the info. If, we'll say something. We'll light a candle. Exactly. For you. Well, not for you, because if you're missing, well, you need to call the cops. Unless you you want to be missing, and then well, on you. Anyway, some um, just interaction feedback would be lovely. Yes, yes, please. Yes. Uh, yeah, the rating part, the only reason that we care about the rating is because we just want to know if you're listening. Anywho, I think we're done. Yeah. Goodbye! Goodbye!